Welcome to FIC Focus, where Bloomberg Intelligence fixed income, credit currency, and commodities strategists and analysts discuss their short and long-term views on debt markets and issuers. Now, here's the Bloomberg Intelligence FIC research team. Welcome to this edition of All Options Considered. I'm Tanvir Sandhu, Chief Global Derivative Strategist at Bloomberg Intelligence. I will be joined by Ariane Adams, Global Head of Derivatives at SIBO, to discuss zero days to expiry options or zero DTEs following the growth of these options which expire within a day. We will discuss who's trading them, what type of strategies are being traded and whether this type of trading adds to market fragility. In general, volatility in the bond market continues to remain elevated although it's off the extremes as the focus remains on the large yield moves and left tail of the rates distribution. S&P vol is at the lowest in a year as the market trades in a tight range. Other risk indicators, namely the term structure and the skew, highlight more risk premium. While G10 FX volatility has been crushed on the lack of directional conviction and choppy beaters with other asset classes. So now we have Ariane Adams, Head of Derivatives at SIBO. Thanks for joining us, Ariane. Thanks for having me, Tanvir. So it'd be great if you can tell our listeners a little bit about your background. Sure. Um, I've been in the business um, for the past 23 years, and I've been at SIBO for just over four years. But prior to joining SIBO, I spent 18 years on the sell side. My first nine years were spent at Merrill Lynch primarily in an equity derivative sales trading capacity, covering large asset managers, micro macro hedge funds, and who wanted to trade both listed and OTC derivative products. From there, I joined Goldman Sachs in the algorithmic capacity or the electronic capacity covering similar customers who wanted the ability to transact in the US listed options marketplace in an electronic form. Um, and with that, not call allowed me to interact not only electronically um, with customers but also be focused on the market structure elements of the u.s listed options marketplace and over those years we spent a lot of time um, enhancing the market structure for a better experience for our customer base and it was about five years ago i was approached by SIBO to um, come and run their derivatives business. I sit in that capacity today where I'm head of the day-to-day -day operations of the U.S. derivatives business that covers, that, that includes both the U.S. listed options, multi-list options, index options businesses, as well as our futures business. I mean, it's been an exciting four years. Great. And the theme dominating the U.S. equity derivatives market has been the growth of zero days to expiry options, which make up now over about 40% of the total volume of S&P options. The volumes move significantly higher after the introduction of Tuesday and Thursday expiries in 2022, and it largely comprises of new positions on the same day. So the question arises is who is actually trading this stuff? And we typically hear, you know, it's retail investors retail activity picked up following COVID where retail investors were chasing the upside using call options and we've seen that decline lately so whether they've shifted to zero DTEs is up to question. There could be 
quite a lot of event-driven type funds purchasing these options while other funds selling them to systematically generate yield. What do you see going on? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question and, and a lot to unpack in there. So let's take it in a couple different segments. And I think you alluded to this initially, um, you know, zero DT or SPX zero DT business represents, you know, 40 plus percent of our total SPX volume. And that's been pretty consistent since we've added Tuesdays and Thursdays nearly a year, just over a year ago. But I think it's important point to make as we start here is that this is up from 10% in 2018 and 20% in January of 2022. So even prior to um, COVID, we definitely had seen customers utilize this type of strategy. Um, so again, it's not a new strategy or nor daily expiries, a new, you know, a new contract that's listed, but adding Tuesdays and Thursdays has allowed it to happen more frequently. Um, and about customers to be a little bit more nimble on how they trade options. I think secondly, um, and this was your initial question, um, it was around who's trading. Um, and, you know, I'll start pretty high level and, and contrary to some reports, we see very balanced trading in SPX capacity with customers making up approximately 41% of all volume 8% comes from the firm capacity, whether that's a sell side bank. Um, and then lastly, the balance being market makers of 51%. We really kind of then dig into the weeds and say, um, where is the customer volume originating? Um, and that, again, we're speaking to the 41% of all of our total volume. And when we look at SPX and their total volume, 75% of SPX customer volume originates from a retail brokerage platform. Then if we dig a little bit deeper um, and we look at just our zero DTE volume, and in the first quarter of 2023, 90% of our zero DTE, SPX zero DTE volume flow originated from a retail brokerage platform. And I think it's important to kind of drill in a little bit deeper here because a retail brokerage platform may or may not mean just a retail customer. In a lot of cases, it tends to mean that it's more of an institutional or pro-type customer that's utilizing a retail brokerage platform. Meaning when we do a further analysis of that 90% of the flow coming from a retail brokerage platform, we estimate approximately 55 to 60% of this customer volume is professional or institutional-like, whether that's size of trade, complexity of trade, frequency of trade, meaning they might be using an algorithm, versus the balance, meaning 40%, is probably more true retail, pointing and clicking, buying an option or buying a spread or selling a spread um, with less frequency and in a smaller size. So I'll pause there as it really speaks to maybe a little bit of a further detailed discussion on the diversity of the customer base. Um, but I'll pause for you to kind of reflect on some of the comments I made thus far. Yeah, that's interesting. So one is about who the investor is. And then secondly, are these options being sold or bought by the end user? And you can attempt to look at whether orders are being executed at the bid or the offer, and also the volatility premium. Uh, when we look at the implied vol versus the realized vol is very high in um, zero days to expiry options so if investors sell these options or if that 
flow is dominating this space, then it should imply that the market mean reverts intraday as dealers who delta hedge the other side are effectively reducing the intraday market volatility. And we've actually seen this price action play out pretty recently where intraday vols getting compressed. You know, whether we put that solely down to this type of activity, it's hard to say. How do you see this? Do you see more activity around uh, selling this kind of optionality or is it more for directional intraday plays? Yeah, I think um, I think we're seeing all of it and, and I'll quantify it or qualify it quantitatively for you um, and kind of walk through uh, how we view it. And we have the ability, um, this is actually available publicly to consume um, data in 10 minute increments, meaning um, in all capacities I referenced, you have the ability to look at these transactions on a 10 minute increment interval period. So you can kind of really dig into what's being bought, what's being sold. Is it a spread form or is it a single legged form? And it and um, what comes out of that is that we're, we're seeing a lot of different users play the short dated options game differently. It, it is creating good two-sided trading and it's not one directional. We do see um, a selling to capture yield. We do see some intraday buying on one directional bets in the marketplace, whether that might be around a news event, Fed announcement. Um, and then we, we see also a significant amount of spread business. Um, you know, I think all this different options creates two-way market, puts less pressure on one participant for liquidity um, and while, you know, and that plays into um, the dynamic of one, the liquidity profile and the liquidity complex, how these users are utilizing this utility intraday, either to hedge their own portfolio or to manage risk or risk recycle if they're committing capital. Um, and if I dig a little bit further, I'd say buy to open on a single legged option order and selling vertical spreads early in the day continue to be the most popular. Um, and I'd say in both cases, they are pretty defined or limited risk, knowing that you're we're, we're um, all options experts in this call. Um, and you're, you know, this is known up front when you're putting this option trade on. We can dig a little bit deeper in there, but a, a couple stats for you. I'd say in the first quarter of 2023, approximately 42% of all of the zero DT volume was spread trades, vertical spreads, iron condors, flies, and the balance is a single legged, single legged order. Um, and then the second thing, I'd also think it's important because it talks to maybe the, the dampening or uh, point that we're discussing a little bit here is these options we see about you know when we're looking calls to puts um we see it almost nearly 50 it's almost the ratio is 50 to 50 50 to 50 meaning for every put trade it's about you know 1.5 to about one that's a call is being traded if you look at our all spx options complex which tends to heavily weight towards the put side because it's a protection or a hedging vehicle um we say about 1.5 to 1.6 puts trade to calls. But when you just narrow it down to zero DTE, you can see what I'm reflecting is a very diverse investment style, diverse investor base, and a diverse types of orders that are being traded. Um, and then we look one more point for you um, on the customer strategies. Um, if I just look at March of this past year, 
29% of our volume is a call spread or a put spread that tend to be initiated to start the day, whether they re remove that trade a couple hours later or one leg of that trade tends to be typical. And then a single legged put and a single legged call represents respectively 28 and 25%. So that's nearly 65% of this volume falls into those three types of buckets um, and, and, and definitely creates unique two-sided different strategies by different investor types um, that creates a very two-way, a great two-way market that we've seen to continue to expand. So I'll pause there. I hit a, I hit on a lot of different topics on your ori original point um, to to further expand upon your thoughts. Yeah, we've seen this feed through in the open interest data where we can see, you know, a bulk of it is comprised of new positions on the same day that get closed out. And there's a decent balance between puts and calls rather than, you know, being skewed to the downside. The other angle of this is, do you think this is increasing the fragility in the markets? You know, some have raised concerns about a risk of another Volmageddon type episode, which is when the VIX blew up in February 2018. Now, if we look back then, that was much easier to measure as, you know, money went into these exchange trading products, one of the most popular being XIV, which was an inverse VIX product. And short vol was very much in fashion back then, which drew in, you know, a lot of retail investors into this and it ended very badly. So there, there is some talk about this. And, you know, the way I see it is if you're selling tails, and then, yes, it, it will uh, potentially lead to some bad outcome. But I think, as you've explained, the positioning is very balanced and very two-way. Yeah, that's an important point to make and, and one um, that we do um, discuss a lot. That was a very isolated, concentrated event reflecting um, the mechanics of how um, that fund was structured at the time. This is materially different in terms of the one, the investment profile, the utilization of the tool, the trading, the strategies being used. Um, and quite frankly, these are positions that are being initiated on a day that the options expire at the end. So that risk is not aggregating um, and consolidated and, and centralized in one strike or in one position, um, even like the GameStop maybe um, uh, type of scenario we went through where everyone was buying the upside call, you know, as we're reflecting here is there's many different strategies. The risk is not concentrated um, across many different strikes. So the likelihood of that event even remotely happening with this utility and this product is highly unlikely. The expansion of the ecosystem has done been done in a disciplined way. Um, that what we're finding is um, that the ecosystem has is resilient um, and continues to grow. And because of that resilience, um, that people have found comfort in the way that they're managing their risk, whether initiating or providing liquidity um, as a great way for them to manage intraday volatility. Regarding the one-day VIX you recently started publishing, that time series has been useful to see the trend in how the market is pricing key data like CPI. And in the last couple of months, the market has shown much less concerned about macro compared to last year, as reflected in the one day vol. 
on the VIX one day, um, you know, we obviously built off the demand of the short dated options volumes that we've seen, but you had to look about what we actually had listed out there. Um, and in our arsenal, SIBO had a nine day VIX index. We had a 30 day VIX index, which is the one everyone references. Um, and then you have three month, a uh, month, and you have a year um, uh, in our toolbox. So um, we were missing the, the, the one day, right? We wanted to be at least have an implied vol or an expected volatility index out there on the front dated options. Because when you're looking at 30 day implied vol, it's materially different than one day vol. Um, and I, you as an options practitioner know that they're not apples to apples. So putting an apples to apples index out there was important for us, for people to understand um, the volatility attributed to um, an option contract over the course of one full day. Um, and you would think by its nature, this VIX one day index is expected to generally behave more volatile um, um, than what might be expected in a 30 day or even a year VIX index product. So I would say it was important for us to put it out there to kind of make sure that there was a, an apples to apples VIX monitor applicable to the increase in volume and transaction volume that we're seeing in SPX um, in the zero DTE space. Regarding the classic 30-day VIX, there's been some views out there that the relevance of it has diminished on the back of the growth of zero DTEs. I don't think it's broken, but the volumes on that time horizon are down. But we did see the reactivity of VIX, as well as other measures of convexity in the equity derivative space, pick up in March around the stresses seen in the regional banking sector. It's a great point that you're bringing up here on VIX. And we think about um, the we think about the ecosystem holistically, whether it's S&P 500 products, VIX options or VIX futures, as all utilities to be used in different types of trading environments. And I'll lead with that VIX options volume, to your point, um, is up 30% quarter over quarter. That's Q4 versus Q1 of 2023. And that also includes March, which you reflected. Um, and we've seen organic growth from our client base. Um, however, some of the market technicals have become somewhat more favorable to utilizing VIX options. And um, in particular, um, tail risk strategies come in and out of flavor. And when I look at 2022, um, as SPX was going up and down, convexity, and this is well publicized, you know, didn't perform. SPX skew and convexity did not perform in, in spite of SBX moving a lot um, for VIX, VIX options flow, you couldn't get the real leverage and moves out of VIX that you needed um, for that traditional strategy to work. Um, and on the flip side, and we saw that with our volumes, that you could trade short dated SPX volumes, options, excuse me, to capture those real market moves. So the utility swung towards SPX at the time. Now, fast forward to 2023, SPX, skew and convexity are still not performing however but there are at least at levels that are fairly low relative to history and that makes up up you know that makes these upside call spreads ratios we're seeing a lot of that business look decent in value so the value proposition has changed 20 from 22 to 23. so 
Um, we do see there's an appetite for hedge funds to use VIX um, or VIX roll down strategies or ratio spreads to, you know, manage um, or have, you know, manage their risk in a more effective way. Um, and so what I'm trying to say is there's different periods or times in the in the market that allow for one of the SPX or S&P 500 products in the ecosystem, maybe to be more effective as a trading strategy than another. And we have to manage that accordingly. And we're in that environment right now and our volumes in VIX continue to accelerate where that utility of VIX options has um, begun to realize. Well, it's great having you on, Ariana. It's great to be here. I, I appreciate the opportunity to speak to you today. Um, and look forward to um, maybe having another opportunity to do so. Yeah, definitely. See you again. Thanks. Take care.